to Building Stronger Creatives, a fitness podcast for musicians, artists, nerds, and former misfits. I'm a former out-of-shape professional musician turned personal trainer and nutrition coach to hundreds of clients, and I'll give you no-nonsense information about what it really takes to get and stay fit within the context of a creative life. Here, you'll find practical advice on strength and endurance training, sane and simple nutrition, habit building, and time management tools to help you make lifestyle changes that actually stick. Most fitness coaches have no clue what it really means to be a creative, whether you're a professional or a passionate hobbyist. I'm different. I've been where you are, and I share your values. Let me show you how you can use the gym to build a kick-ass creative life. Hi there, welcome back to another episode of Building Stronger Creatives. I'm pretty excited for today's topic. It's something that I, well, it's related to something that I'm really passionate about. I think it'll be fun for you to listen to, and hopefully if the information is relevant, it will actually be pretty helpful for you as well. So first, a little bit of backstory. In case you don't know, I am a huge, huge electronic music fan. And this is something that has been a really, really big part of my life, especially for the last 10 years. Even when I was a little kid, I can think back to songs that I used to listen to, tracks I used to play and dance around to that in retrospect were like old classic trance tracks. But it wasn't until I was in college that my sort of electronic music um, awakening happened. And it was sort of by accident. What happened was one of my best friends from high school was going to college at USC in Los Angeles. And she was looking for friends to join her and a bigger group of friends who were going to the Las Vegas Electric Daisy Carnival in the summer of 2012. Now, this was the first music festival that I ever went to. It was actually quite a music festival to start with. For anyone who's not familiar, it's a massive event. I think there's something like 300,000 plus people that attend over three days. It takes place overnight on the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. So basically you stay on the strip, you, you know, you're doing Las Vegas things, and then you get bussed or, or taxi or whatever out to the speedway. The sun is setting and you just listen to music and dance and party all night long. And then the sun comes up, you go back to the hotel and you do it all over again. Now, of course, I had a ton of fun with my friend. It was my first time in Vegas as well, which was pretty cool, and I liked that a lot. But for me, something really happened that weekend, and that was that this spark, this love for this music was really born. Now, for anyone who's listening who is like a big electronic music fan, <laughs> initially I was listening to a lot of like EDM, sort of what you would consider like mainstream, big room house and, um, you know, trance 2.0 and that type of stuff. And I came back from Vegas, I was listening to a lot of this, and like, I could not get enough of it. I couldn't stop thinking about the experience that I had at the festival, how fun and unique and special it was. And I was just devouring music right and left. And to make a long story short, I had this really quick, um, I don't know, I don't know what you want to call it, but really quickly, I got into more underground music. So more house and techno, some of the bigger names. And then it was just a straight descent into like, a lot of really weird, obscure music that a lot of people don't like. But nevertheless, this love for electronic music has been so strong in me really since that 2012 first festival. And it was through electronic music that I met my partner. Uh, I've met a ton of my friends. I've been able to travel the world and do a lot of really cool stuff. So I'm actually really, really grateful. And to this day, I'm still so in love with at least the music that I like. I don't like all electronic music. It's a pretty huge genre. It would be like saying, oh, I love all classical music. Well, 
you know, what ensembles, what periods, what instruments, like it really, there's so much there. But nevertheless, the music that I like, it really speaks to me. And uh, it's a really important part of my life. So electronic music is interesting because while it can be listened to, you know, through headphones, it's really meant to be experienced live. There's like a physical visceral component of the music being played on a speaker and you like feeling it in your body, dancing with other people. Um, It really needs to be experienced live. And while I go to clubs and shows frequently, one of the most fun ways to experience electronic music is through a music festival, exactly how I experienced it and fell in love with it that first time back in 2012. Over the last 10 years, I, I tried to do a rough count in my head before I started recording, and I can tell you that I've been to more than 15, probably close to 20 large music festivals during that time. And when you're 20 years old, like I was when I started, it's really not a big deal to go to a three-day music festival and stay up all night and have a weird sleep schedule and be on your feet all day, you know, maybe drinking, whatever. You feel great, you feel invigorated, maybe you're tired a little bit, but then you sort of bounce back quickly. You know, as you get a little older, I I like to think I'm in good shape and I've been lucky to be really healthy, but you start to feel the effects of these music festivals on your body a little bit more as you get into your 30s, 40s, and even beyond. So in today's episode, what I want to do is to take my love of music festivals and combine it with my work as a trainer and a nutrition coach. I want to give you some of my best tips for staying healthy at a music festival. Now, the point of this isn't that you're going to like feel amazing necessarily. You're not going to have any um, recovery time, but you're going to put yourself in a position where you can enjoy the festival. You're not going to feel like shit. You're not hopefully going to get sick afterwards because your immune system is trashed. You know, take some of these tips, see if you can implement them, and hopefully it can just like improve your overall experience both at the festival and coming home. So I have nine tips here. I'm just going to read through them and give you some examples of how to apply them. The first tip is so, so important. For the love of God, you have to get some fucking sleep. I can't tell you how many times I've been at a festival and run into friends and they said, oh, well, I haven't really slept, you know, in a day or two. And sleep is really so important, okay? I don't think you needed me to tell me how tell you how important sleep is, but especially when you're kind of putting your body and your brain through the ringer at a music festival, it's really important to get at least a little bit of sleep every day. So before you book your entire, you know, 48 hours of festival to after party to next after party back to the festival and etc., make sure you plan time in your day where you're going to be able to sleep and get some rest. Again, even if you can only get a couple of hours because of the schedule of events that you want to go to, it's really important to try. I cannot overstate how important this is and how much better you will feel as you go through the festival and after if you at least get some sleep. Now, in a perfect world, depending on the layout or schedule of the festival, you would be able to get a good, you know, six to eight hours of full night's sleep at some point each day. I know that's not always possible, so do the best you can. Don't think that it's cooler or more hardcore to go without sleep because it can really seriously fuck you up. So please, please get some sleep. The second thing is that I suggest eating two real meals every day. While it's possible to live on protein bars and beef jerky and things like that, you're going to feel a lot better if you actually eat a real meal. So something with some protein, whether that's plant or animal, depending on your dietary preferences. Ideally, some vegetables. That might not always be possible. That's okay. 
you know, some carbs to give yourself some substance, a real meal, a meal that you get at a restaurant that you sit down and eat, or if you're staying at an Airbnb or camping, a meal that you actually cook. But skipping meals, especially over multiple days, it's going to make you feel pretty shitty. Your energy is going to be bad. You're maybe going to feel lightheaded, stuff you definitely don't want to experience. So I suggest two meals per day, even if you don't really feel like eating or you're not super hungry. Make the time, make the effort, and I guarantee that it's going to help you feel a lot better. Now, if you just eat regular meals, you eat your three meals, every time you go to a festival or party and this doesn't apply to you, more power to you. But I myself have tried to get by on like, again, packaged food and snacks. I see a lot of people doing it. I just don't think it's a great idea if you want to feel your best through the festival. The next thing which is related is that it's really important to stay hydrated. This is especially true in the summer. So actually I'm recording this episode because I'm about to go to another music festival in Minnesota uh, over this weekend. And this is a festival is all outside. As you know, if you've been living in the United States, anywhere pretty much other than San Francisco, the last month has been like ungodly hot. And if you're going to be outside dancing, maybe having some alcohol, being in the sun, you want to make sure that you are replenishing those fluids through hydration, through water. Again, especially important if you're going to be drinking. Now, you don't want to go overboard and chug like six bottles of water back to back. That can also cause some problems. But a good rule of thumb is like have a bottle of water, have a big cup of water every couple of hours, um, especially again, if you're spending out time outside in the hot sun, that's going to be really important. Number four, this is something that I'm really passionate about and I think is often overlooked, uh, especially in people that are maybe newer to music festivals of all kinds, not just electronic music, but like rock music, anything where the music is amplified. You really should be wearing earplugs. Now, I want you to consider something for a minute. There are a lot of things in our bodies that are going to break down as we get older. It just is what it is. And a lot of those things can be treated or repaired or replaced, but some things can't really be replaced once they're gone. And your hearing is one of those things. Your hearing basically like imagine that you have a 100% capacity for hearing, you know, if you were born able-bodied and then over the course of your life that can be damaged and whittled away to a point where you might be hearing impaired or you might be, you know, technically deaf. Now you can get a hearing aid. There's absolutely treatment that can help, but nothing is going to rebuild or replace the hearing that you're born with. I know a lot of people that have tinnitus, uh, tinnitus maybe, I'm not exactly sure how it's pronounced, but basically this is from hearing damage and it's a ringing in your ear that you hear essentially all the time to varying degrees of intensity. This is um, a challenging condition to deal with. Again, there's not much that you can do with it other than simply accepting the situation and learning to live with it. But on the front end, you can potentially prevent a lot of hearing damage and tinnitus and deafness just by using earplugs. Earplugs are so effective at eliminating the worst, most damaging parts of loud noise. Are they 100% effective? No. You're certainly continuing to take on a risk, but you can, again, really mitigate a lot of the damage. Uh, The first EDC that I went to in 2012, I didn't know anything about this. I didn't wear earplugs. And at the end of the weekend, my ears were just ringing and ringing and ringing. It was terrible. I felt nauseous. I was like, I never want to fucking feel like this again. So ever since then, I've worn earplugs. Now, at first, I just went to like CVS or Walgreens, excuse me, and I bought like foam earplugs, you know, the bright green and orange ones, and I would wear those. And you know, 
that was good enough. Again, I was keeping my ears safe. Now, the sound quality wasn't the greatest, so eventually I upgraded to, like, moderate cost, um, not disposable, reusable earplugs from companies like Downbeats or from Alpine, which is what I use now. The ones I have now, I think, were like $30, and honestly, the sound quality is pretty good, and I'm a little bit of a sound snob. So, I strongly suggest that if you're going out to live music or amplified music of any kind, that you always bring earplugs and you use them. I promise you that the sound isn't diminished enough like to justify the risk that you're putting to your hearing. So again, wear earplugs at a music festival. A lot of times, especially at electronic music festivals, there will be booths handing out earplugs for free or for low cost. So this is really so important. Protect your hearing if you want to be able to enjoy music for decades to come. Wear earplugs, invest in the level that you think you'll use, whether that's cheap foam disposable ones, moderate price reusable ones, or even all the way up to like full custom earplugs if you're like a huge music fan or a musician yourself. Number five is to wear sunscreen. If you've ever been to a music festival, honestly, if you've ever been to the beach on a summer day, you've seen those people who are like, oh man, they really should have worn some sunscreen. That looks like it's going to hurt or it looks like it hurts right now. Don't be that person at a music festival. I know that sometimes sunscreen is controversial for some reason, but as someone who has skin cancer who runs in their family, I can tell you that wearing sunscreen and protecting yourself is going to be a whole lot better than potentially dealing with skin cancer down the road, not to mention being so burnt that you feel like shit right now. Because when you get sunburned, like, first of all, your energy tanks. At least I'll speak for myself. If I get sunburned during the day, at night, like, it's hard to stay awake. I feel like shit. Definitely not how you want to feel when you're going to an after party or going to enjoy some music. And then again, there's long-term repercussions of continuing to get burned. So get some sunscreen, find the SPF or the brand or whatever that works for you. And don't just apply it once. If you're out in the sun, you really need to be reapplying every few hours to make sure you stay protected. Another option, which maybe isn't as popular at music festivals, but could work for some folks, is to invest in like SPF clothing. So we wear this when we go fishing, like they're long sleeve, lightweight shirts made of synthetic material that are going to block sun rays up to SPF 50. I have pants that do that as well. So if you don't want to wear sunscreen or you just want extra protection and you don't mind covering up, you could invest again in some of that SPF sun protective clothing. But really take it seriously and protect your skin from the sun. Number six is to wear good quality supportive shoes. Now, this is at the events that I go to now, this is something I see a lot. I see a lot of like training shoes, um, you know, workout shoes, running shoes. Early on, I used to see a lot of people in like, I don't know, especially women, not to stereotype, but a lot of like heels and shoes that are going to be really uncomfortable to wear in the heat while you're dancing for a long period of time. Especially as you get older, I find that one of the things you notice most at a music festival is that your joints don't necessarily feel the greatest because, again, you're standing for hours and hours. Maybe you're walking a lot. You're certainly dancing. So everything starts from the ground up. And if you wear a pair of shoes that is well broken in, comfortable and supportive, you're going to avoid blisters. You're going to maybe avoid the worst of some of that joint pain. And you're just going to feel a lot better overall. So sometimes you might need to eschew fashion a little bit in order to get more function. And I think that if you're gonna be on your feet a lot dancing, I think it's really important to just wear shoes that feel good and that are supportive. 
The next step is related, and this is sort of like an optional thing, but some folks might feel better if they do a little bit of like stretching or mobility drills in the morning. I know as I say this, I'm starting to think of myself as like old lady, even though I never, I don't really view myself that way at all. I know I'm still really young, but I'm just imagining like needing to go and do your stretches before you go out and party. But honestly, again, if you're going to be on your feet a lot dancing, and if you regularly deal with like joint pain or you know you have issues, Doing some of your, whether it's physical therapy drills or your training warmups, anything that's going to help you like prepare your body for those demands might be worth your time. Something you could do first thing in the morning as you're getting ready to go. It doesn't need to be a big deal. And again, not everybody needs this. You might not be able to do it depending on your schedule, but sometimes just doing a little work to get your body nice and limber, get your joints moving and well-oiled might help you feel better as you go throughout the day and night. The next step is just like an overall philosophy thing, and that's that it's important to pace yourself. You know, whatever that means to you, however you're experiencing the festival, whether you're doing a lot of events, you know, day and night, whether you're just doing a daytime event or just a nighttime event, as you're laying out your schedule for the weekend, consider that you need to get through, you know, two, three, four, maybe even five days, depending on the festival. You don't want to go super, super hard on the first day and totally gas yourself out. I know a lot of people who do this and then by the end they like have tickets to an event and they don't even go. You know, maybe they wanted to go, but they just feel so shitty. Sometimes this can be avoided again if you just pace yourself a little. You maybe don't go to everything you want to go to. You make sure you get some sleep and you follow the other steps that I've suggested. So remember, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Again, unless, of course, it is a one day event. But I'm thinking of some of the events or trips that we took to Europe and, you know, we're talking about up to five days of going to events and that can be a lot. So you don't necessarily want to stay up as late as you possibly can, you know, go as hard as you possibly can right out of the gate if you want to still be around to do the events that you plan later in the weekend. So just keep that in mind. The last thing that's been really helpful for me, and again, this may not be possible for everybody, it's somewhat of a privilege, but I suggest if possible, to take an extra recovery day on the back end of a festival. What this means is like if you took a few days off work for the weekend or, you know, Friday into the weekend, you come back on Monday, you would take Tuesday off work. And this is really nice, first of all, in case your travel gets disrupted. Um, You know, you don't have to worry. You have a little bit of a buffer. It means that that night you come home, you'll get a nice good night's sleep, potentially. You get to sleep in, catch up on a little bit of the sleep that you missed. And I find, too, that Um, It just makes the festival more enjoyable. So I have shared before that I have anxiety. And one of the things that I get anxious about is like sleep and how I'm going to feel later on. So sometimes if I'm going out to an event to see an artist that I'm really excited about or go to a show, I have this problem where like I can't enjoy it fully because I'm so worried that the next day or like two days later at work, I'm going to be feeling shitty and I won't be able to do whatever. And like that's no fun. That interferes with me living my best life and doing the things that I want to do. So sometimes just building in that buffer where you know you have a day to just recover and sleep and do nothing can really, really help you like physically and mentally feel better and also just give your body time it actually needs to recover. Again, as you get older, the one of the biggest things is like it just takes longer to recover. And this is true for training. It's true for going to a music festival. You can't cram as much stuff and go as hard without taking more rest. You really need to start to respect that or your body's going to yell at you and you know, you're just not going to feel very good. So again, if possible, build in a recovery day. Again, if you can't take the day off work, but you're working from home, you can sleep a little later, like that could still work as well. But 
try not to just go back like guns a blazing into work, like going in person, you know, doing a whole bunch of things like the day after you get home. Give yourself a little bit more time to ease back into regular life. So let me just summarize these are, I think it was nine, I didn't number them, <laughs> but these are my top tips to stay healthy at a music festival so that first of all, you actually enjoy the festival and you can go to everything that you wanted. And also to make sure that when you're coming back, you're not going to feel like absolute garbage or get sick because you did too much and your immune system is in the toilet. So number one is make sure you get some sleep. Even a few hours each day goes a long way. Ideally, you'll get closer to a full night's rest every night. Number two is to eat two real meals per day. So I'm not talking about a protein bar and an apple. I'm talking about cooking a meal or going to a restaurant, sitting down, eating protein, carbs, and maybe some vegetables. Number three is to stay hydrated, especially if you're drinking and you're outside in the sun. You don't want to go overboard, but it's important to be regularly drinking water throughout the day. Number four is to wear earplugs. Honestly, anytime you go to see amplified music indoors or outdoors, I strongly suggest bringing earplugs to protect your future hearing. Number five is to wear sunscreen. If you're out in the hot sun, you don't want to get burned. That makes you feel shitty now, and it puts you at risk for skin issues down the road. If you don't want to wear sunscreen, you could certainly wear SPF protective clothing or long sleeves as well. Number six is to wear supportive, good quality shoes. This probably isn't the time to wear your cutest heels. I suggest wearing shoes that are going to help your joints feel as good as possible, considering all the standing, walking, and dancing you're going to be doing. Number seven, if you need to, do some stretches or warm up in the morning. Anything that's going to get, again, going to help your joints feel good and just prepare your body for the demands of the day and night. Number eight is pace yourself. If you want to still be going to events on the last day, you don't want to feel like absolute dog shit, don't go as hard as you possibly can on the first day. And then finally, if possible, take an extra recovery day on the back end, lets you catch up on sleep, makes you stress less about how you're feeling at the end of the festival, gives you a buffer from travel. There's really a lot of benefits to taking that extra day. So I hope this was helpful. Again, I really love music festivals. I hope to continue to be going them for, to them for many years just because I love the music so much and I love the experience of getting together in community and dancing and being around other like-minded people. I am going to a festival this weekend, so I will be employing um, pretty much all of these tips myself. Um, hopefully I will be feeling good on the back end, but otherwise, thank you for listening. And as always, if you have episode requests, you want to learn more about what I do, please connect with me on Instagram at Caroline Juster. You can send me a DM or you can click the link in my bio for a whole bunch of free resources or even an application to work with me as a one-on-one -on -one coaching client. Thanks so much for listening and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Building Stronger Creatives. If something you heard resonated with you, I would love for you to share this episode with someone else who might enjoy it. I also always appreciate comments, ratings, and reviews. These things help me get the word out to other creatives who could benefit from this type of information. See you back on the next episode. Until then, stay curious, stay passionate, and stay strong.